Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Family Gathering. Tonight, we are going back to our roots and discussing a movie. Boys, we just saw Glass Onion. I'm here with Preston, one of our special yet recurring guests, as well as Roy and Bowen. Gang, how are we feeling? Solid. Solid. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Uh, so just to get things kicked off, Glass Onion, uh, Knives Out, it is the sequel to the first Knives Out, which came out in 2019. That's fun- crazy. I know. And fun fact, it was distributed by Lionsgate. I bet four people care about this. And Lionsgate <laughs> was about to release like the sequel and get started on development. <laughs> Netflix swoops in and is like, actually, we're just going to overpay the hell out of this and give <laughs> Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig like a bajillion dollars, and they stole the franchise from Lionsgate. That's interesting. Oh, interesting. Yes. Uh-huh. And it was another mystery. This one, it takes place um, on a remote island, and I believe Greece. Was that the specific location? I think they took the boat from Greece. Yeah, so it's a remote island, and the main character, obviously, again, we have Benoit Blanc, Daniel Craig, who's just fantastic again. And the setup is this billionaire kind of tech crypto guy um, named Miles Braun, played, I thought, pretty well by Edward Norton. He invites these about like six to seven of his close friends slash just people who kind of suck up to him to his island just to play like a fun murder mystery game during the pandemic. Um, It's COVID and he wants to have a little fun, but things get crazy from there. So one thing I was kind of confused about is that if, did they use the same cast as the first one? They did not, right? Like this was a whole new Okay, Okay, that's what I thought. I was like literally in the back of my head wondering that the whole time. I was like, huh, was this the same cast? <laughs> <laughs> like, I have no idea why, but I think the biggest giveaway is there's no Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Or the fact that there's no one else. <laughs> yeah. Well, but like for me, that, that character stands out the most, I guess. Yeah. When is baby Roy coming on? Dude, like, he's literally, like, here, and yet he's still not on, like, it's just, like, a reoccurring thing where well, he joins me. Well, always do this for, for movies. I like to just get first impressions, so Preston, you're a guest. Um, pretty broadly, what would you say your first impression is of the movie? Yeah, so my broad impression of the movie is that it was fine, um, mm-hmm. not, like, it's definitely very similar to the first movie um with some minor drawbacks in some areas and minor improvements in others so it's kind of like you know a very similar type of movie so if you like that movie it's definitely going to be um one you would enjoy bsr um i definitely agree that it, it felt pretty similar to the first one especially the cast it was like the same thing um no. <laughs> uh so Overall, I thought like the first part of it was really funny and like it and everything was making sense to me. And it was just like it was just felt really fun. And then at the end, I felt like a lot of the plot lines kind of like fell apart, in my opinion. Like I probably just did not understand a lot of it, as you probably could tell as 
when we finished the movie. I just felt like, just like, what is going on? So I'll get more into that later, I guess, um, more in depth. But overall, I, I thought it was like entertaining. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me was like the acting. It was most of the actors were really cheesy, um, <laughs> but uh, overacting. But yeah, that's that's like my general take, and then we can get more into it later. But okay, I thought, I thought it was it was it was just a fun watch, I guess. To set it, always fun with you guys. To set it up more, I want to go over each of the characters that Miles Bronze guy. Um, so he invites these people. He invites um, the lead scientist of his company, which I think it was called Alpha. Yeah. And that guy's named Lionel. He's played by Leslie Odom Jr. He's obviously kind of a sycophant, but at the same time, like he he clearly has his own of what Miles is doing and uh, we kind of are hinted that he doesn't really agree with all of them but he's kind of going along with it and he invites um, a governor who's played by Catherine Hahn I thought she was pretty good she clearly is friends with him but as like her public face she cares about the environment and he's doing some very shady stuff that is against the environment so that's kind of like quite the contrast there Fun fact, Baby Roy just came in the room since his control wasn't working. Yeah, I got nice. the no- I didn't get the notification. I checked. It was there. And then I clicked in and wouldn't load. So long story short, I'm here. So we're going through our first questions. I'm quickly just going to name the other people that came there. Um, there was a fashion designer, Birdie, played by Kate Hudson. She was, I thought, one of the highlights of the movie. Just very funny and clearly oblivious. Had made a lot of <laughs> insensitive jokes that's gotten her canceled already. So she was For just sure. all over the place. Then you had the uh, the streamer um, Duke played by Dave Bautista, and he was just a riot, and he had um, many many motivations behind things, and you kind of really dive into why he was part of it later, um, as well as his girlfriend played by Madeline Klein. Shout out Outer Banks, and then the final person was of course the Janelle Monae character Andy, who was a former associate of Edward Norton's, but he had kind of screwed her over. And then everyone's just kind of wondering, wait, why is she here? Why did she actually accept his invite? So Roy, we just got their first impressions. What was your first impression overall of the movie? Like going into or after it? First impression after scene. So I really enjoyed it. I thought the way they were kind of showing us what was going on and then they recontextualized it by kind of rerunning the movie, but with more context. Mm. I really enjoyed that, but I felt it was something really large, and that never really happened, so I was a uh-huh. little underwhelmed at the end, but I really enjoyed the movie. What do we think of uh, BR's take? I, I actually really agree with his like take on... he. It felt like there was something really building up, but then I felt like there was nothing really, or very little, like... It seemed like they were really trying to like have a grand reveal, but and yet they kind of were like, "Oh yeah, he's the bad guy." Like, uh, okay, like we we kind of we kinda, I feel like it was very obvious that that Michael. I mean, uh, what's his name? Miles. Miles. <laughs> Miles. <laughs> Whatever. Miles. Michael. Same thing. Uh, Miles was like the bad guy. Like I feel like there was just a very obvious. Yeah, I think it that. was supposed to be funny because Benoit yeah. like was like there's no way he's actually the 
the killer <laughs> or whatever, and then he ends up being the killer. Exactly. I think it was supposed to be funnier than it was because ultimately it was just kind of like a thirty second <laughs> joke, and like yeah. the whole, like you can't write a whole movie for a thirty second punchline. So, Preston, yeah, were you looking of- for that big reveal that Roy was talking about, or you kind of understood it wasn't going to be coming? I would say um, I was looking for something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was just a like it was way simpler than the last movie. Uh huh. I'll say. Yep. The last yeah. movie was very elaborate, and yeah. it felt like there are more main characters. Um, I think it was a big cast. Last movie. Yeah, this it was one... a bigger cast. I mean, not only was it a bigger cast, but it was also just like every character was better. Um, yeah. but we can, I mean, we can maybe jump into that later. I'm not sure. I feel this one also didn't dive into too much of the surrounding characters. Like some people, I'm like, okay, did they actually add anything to the movie? Um, like one of her assistants and one of the people from the founding members. I'm like, okay, I don't think their character actually needed to be involved. I mean, I wanted to know who that bum was. Yeah, that was like a funny joke, and like in the back of your head, like, is it him? But then it's no. Like, who the hell was that? I thought it was funny how we just we never really knew who he was. I thought it was clear he was just a bum, like one of Miles's pals. I think um this could be I think reading, it's funny. It could be reading too much into it, but you hear these stories of like these big tech founders, such as Jack Dorsey, and apparently they'll go to these things like Burning Man, which are these huge festivals, and it's like people do a lot of. Um, hallucinogens at them and like you make friends with these random kind of chill people where like you'll have a billionaire talking to someone who just maybe doesn't even have a lot of money and my at least initial take is like oh he just met this guy and they they bonded over something stupid and now he's letting him bum at the island (laughs) yeah yeah that's exactly i like that (laughs) that's exactly what i thought because like i literally like i literally know people who just like I'll just, like, show up to, like, one of my friends' house, and they'll just, like, have, like, someone, and I'm like, who's this? And they're like, oh, yeah, this is Joe Schmo. Like, we met at a yeah, party once. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, how uh, he's staying with me. I'm like, oh, that's nice. For, like, two months. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, anything past, like, five days is crazy. Other yeah, than, like, you like, know. Your family. Yeah, no, it's 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 weird, because I've, I've definitely... I've, literally seen that firsthand with some of my friends and they just like have random people over I'm like dude you just met him like two days ago I'm like yeah it's fine like, okay. <laughs> that's Go. very interesting i like that, yeah, so that perspective on it we were yeah. debating in the car and i thought like i thought it was kind of obvious but i could have been wrong we thought um miles braun was clearly like influenced by elon musk did you see that oh 100 percent. yeah okay but Beezers may not have as much. I did a little debate going. I didn't. I did not see that. I just, yeah, I really didn't see him being connected to anybody. Uh, rather than it's just like a stereotypical like rich like asshole guy. Like they made that joke very clear. But that's 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 all I saw. That honestly, the more he talked about it, like just him being like this crazy tech, crypto, and just you know guy rich guy i guess but like i feel like that could be anyone you know that's fair there were a couple keys where 
Um, again, they said it was kind of an amalgamation of some people, but I think it's pretty obvious Elon was a big one, such as when uh, the Lionel character was like, um, you said that this had to be done immediately, but I need like two years. That's like Elon is famous for giving crazy deadlines that are just unreachable. Yeah, like he just comes up with crazy ideas and like the whole sequence where they're talking about genius versus crazy it really made me think of Elon because sometimes he just throws out ideas and they work. And sometimes he throws out ideas and they're like just insanity, like having humanity on Mars in a few years or something. Buying Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually though, um, Edward Norton was interviewed. uh, I forget by whom, maybe it was like Yahoo entertainment or something. And they asked him about that. They asked him if, if his character was based on Elon Musk. And he said, wow. He said, no, there's like, you know, it, it's kind of just generically, you know, there are dozens of these kinds of crazy billionaire people who who kind of behave like this. And, and that's kind of who they're going for. So maybe he was so, trying yes. to help them a little bit. Um, maybe they did have someone in mind when writing it. But, um, you know, at least he said it was kind of generic. Well, I also feel like he's not just going to pinpoint somebody. Exactly. He might just be trying to, like, keep it vague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you guys think about how they showed us the movie and then at the fake death of Andy's sister, which who's pretending to be Andy, they rewound basically the whole movie and you found out that her and James Bond's um Le Blanc <laughs> Dr. Blanc was Detective Blanc was working together from the beginning and they kind of sewed it back together and it showed you the parts that we had out of context and it gave them context to see what really happened. Um, I thought it was cool to see kind of like the parts that we were missing, but it was a little bit of cheese just because like, okay, the character conveniently had a twin sister who conveniently knew how to act just like her because <laughs> well, and she studied her time. She <laughs> studied her notes. Yeah, she, t- she did. She did study. And then like, I don't know. It just felt a little weird. Um, her being, like her being the one who gave him the box and stuff it was kind of like it was going really great like I didn't even need to fill in the context because I didn't think it was important um, if they had just kept going with that story um, instead of like trying to weave in more context I think it could have actually gone um, pretty well but then they started trying to confuse me um, that's true because so, the yeah. Who gave Bond or Blanc the Blanc the box was kind of like it seemed as if it was gonna be a really big deal. Yeah, and they kind of just like, oh, she just gave it to him. They're just like, oh yeah, she has a twin sister, who like, okay, yeah, yeah obviously she wants to get him involved. Like, yeah. And I really liked the movie. I I don't know if I said that yet on. <laughs> it was implied, but uh, <laughs> but I agree with Preston. I almost. I think like the added context was almost holding our hand too much. Like, sure, you should include some of it, but we were seeing basically every little scene, and it's like I didn't need to see why she she was stumbling around or or any of that. I think like it kind of held our hand almost too yeah. much. Yeah, I didn't need to watch the, the same movie twice. Yeah, yes, yes. I felt like it was very, it was cool, but also very lazy. At the yeah. same time, to like literally, like wait, then I just watched this scene like <laughs> fifteen minutes ago. Like, I like they think they should have like picked apart like a few of like, oh yeah, few. this is you know important stuff. But then, 
They're like, oh, yeah, let's show this thing where she drinks alcohol like that one time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they showed it four times. So you're talking about they. <laughs> and can we talk about when they were like in the gym? That Serena Williams bit was funny. But they're like, oh, the door. They ducked down, but they didn't hide, and the guy just walks right by him. Oh, there was a yeah. lot of hiding. <laughs> like, I'll let it slide because at least behind a wall. The, I'll let it slide because Batista's character is meant to be extremely oblivious and like, you know, kind of that kind of guy who would totally miss that. But like, it's kind of whack. But like to me, it just seemed like they were on the ground, but right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a, it's like when I was little. Right, and I'd play hide and go seek. I would literally think if I close my eyes and cover my eyes, then if they if I can't see them, then they can't see me. <laughs> like oh, it was yeah. like that, bro. It was. Bro. It was it like, like that. They covered it for the audience by we were behind the red bin, yeah. but the guy walked like right by them. Yeah, so I'm it, like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like if I was standing right in front of you and just ducked down. Exactly. Like, also, know. like Serena was not at all. Uh, like I forget the, what, what the word is, but she wasn't at all bothered by the fact that people are talking about murder. Oh, <laughs> well, she was check. just on her time, I guess. So to to go over some of the plot just a little bit, we did discuss that Miles his initial goal was to bring these friends of his, the disruptors, to <laughs> to have like a fun murder mystery as a as a joke, but really, um. It was solved immediately by Benoit. It was like a joke of a thing. Miles complained he had someone write it for him, but it that was obviously not the real murder mystery. And I do like how I guess this is any good murder mystery does this. They give very compelling reasons why each person would potentially want Miles dead, as well as like needing him to stay alive so they could leech off him. Like you obviously had the um, Andy character; she clearly wants revenge because he stole her company. You have the governor. Um, who signed a bill that's like clearly going against her clean energy um, stance that could be very harmful. You have the um, the Lionel character. He's the head of Miles's company, but he's being asked to sign off on all these terrible things. You have um, you have Duke, who initially you think, wow, Miles is getting with his girlfriend. He must want to kill him because of that. Um, so I, I liked all the setup. What did you guys think of that twist, though, where you find out that um, Dave Bautista's character... He was basically telling his girlfriend to be with Miles just so like he could ingratiate himself and get him on um Miles's news network. I thought that was a good twist. Yeah, it was a good twist. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't it it didn't really lead to anything other than he killed him, but like I don't think that was the reason he killed him. He killed him because he remembered that he saw him on the way back when he was going to Andy's house, her real yeah, house. Yeah. And then he saw him in Well the twist car. the twist definitely didn't go anywhere. It was just kinda like a it Reveal. was just like a little like, oh, here's a piece of information that you might have been curious to know. <laughs> I feel the whole movie was kind of a collection of stuff like that. And You're there right. wasn't something to piece it all together per se. And they really had me engaged when um he was talking to what was Andy's sister's name? Uh, Ellen, I think. Helen, yeah. Helen. Yeah. Helen. He was talking to her and like you see through the window like a glove cocking a gun mm. and then he shoots. I'm like, okay, now we got something because I thought we were going to have like an actual killer who was actually smart 
and was one of the people and they were going to have motives and logic and reasoning and elaborate schemes to like he outsmarted the greatest mm. detective but then I'll just like oh no he was too dumb for the detective to even think of that <laughs> seriously <laughs> I'm like oh damn okay yeah pretty weak mm-hmm yeah, be, I mean, it would have been interesting if maybe there was like another person that we had never seen, and then who just like imagine just if it off. was the hobo guy, like you know, it like well, you know, wanted that. I don't think we would have. Asked no, I wouldn't have wanted that. No, person. no, I like, know, I know. We didn't. Maybe just like a rival to Benoit, but like you didn't <laughs> know he was there. Similar to the long Halloween, remember? Um, like you'd think, oh, it's him, yeah, and then the person you thought it was would just get killed. Exactly. So, like, if someone just took out. Um, what was the guy's name? Like the billionaire, Miles. Miles. Miles, yes. Just took him out. Then you have something. Yeah. Then we were cooking. Yeah. Do you guys want to um get to awards? Um, I feel we can talk more about. I thought it was cool because they say glass onion. That's something spe- so specific. So I looked it up before the movie. It was I just think like it's a, a British term it's a Beatles- for. It was just a British term for monocle. Oh, that's... I'm like, hmm, what could that mean? And I guess just looking at things underneath yeah, the glass, and then it's a looking glass. They were peeling Ooh. back the layers of the story. Ooh, um, it was clever Ooh. how, like, he what? took his plan of putting a loaded gun and turning the lights off. That that was kind of funny. I liked that when the lights went off in the entire mansion and everyone freaked out. That was Bebo was like the only one laughing in the theater, but I thought it was really funny too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys notice that? I didn't. <laughs> so no. the lights go out. And pretty much everyone's silent because it's not like on its own specifically funny, but Roy just bursts out. Yeah, yeah. It was funny because like that's literally the worst thing that could have happened. In the moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know what, what else. What else did we cover before awards or are we jumping into awards now? I guess um, you guys want to compare it to the last movie. Which one did you think was? Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. I'll, I'll say um, I thought last movie, the ending and kind of the overall arc, the the writing from beginning to end was better as in. Um, how they tied everything together. There were different twists with like that grandma. Um, when the guy went back to murder it, I think it was Chris Evans, and she goes, "Oh, you're back again." Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler. Alert. Um, <laughs> you're back again, and that kind of just goes over your head. And this movie had that, I feel, but it never meant anything. Versus back then, it did. So I'd say the story then was better. But this one was kind of more of a fun environment and better build up, but it didn't exactly fulfill that build up. Well, I pretty much agree with everything Roy said. I thought the actual mystery was definitely worse. I mean, I when I first watched the initial Knives Out, I was just like flabbergasted. I my brain was scrambled. I had no idea who the villain was. But in this one, I turned to Preston about. Half an hour in, I'm just like, yo, it's obviously Miles. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that was going to be – I literally took a random guess because I'm like, there's no way it's Miles. So I was like, oh, it's Whiskey, you know, Batista's girlfriend. I was like, yeah, it's got to be her because, like, I don't know. She's the most random character, so. That's true. No, Peg was totally the most Miles. random character. And we never got the classic Velma 
he did this because of this and this at the end, like we got in the first one. I'm like, bro, that's what you live for in these murder mysteries. I mean, no, we kind of get when, that when, when Manuel we... was like just uncovering it all. We got when he was adding but, like, pads the reveal film. of it being him took half an hour. <laughs> They're like, it is yeah. him, but they never said like why or how. Well, he had to pad. He did. <laughs> Can we talk about that elite pad? So basically, Daniel Craig, he has everyone in the room except Janelle Monet's character, and she has about five minutes to look for the envelope, which we will get to later. Preston has a take on this, but okay. essentially, this envelope was the receipt of Janelle Monet's initial character writing down the idea for the tech company um, on a tish. napkin at, from a glass onion restaurant, and it was buried as evidence. She eventually found it, um, and then it was in Miles' possession. So that was like the the MacGuffin of the movie. And once once that's discovered, and she's trying to find it, um, <laughs> Benoit Blanc's character is just trying to stall everyone. So he's just going on these insane tangents of padding, and that was just pretty great. He was just making up words at that. Yeah, point. he was. Yeah, he, he was, was really literally. Yeah, that I didn't even notice that until like. You just pointed it out. Like, he was really getting at it. And he's like, he just repeated himself like five times. <laughs> it was so funny. It was pretty funny. Now that you we need that. to get to um the most cheese moment of the movie where Janelle Monáe's character actually finds the evidence of the envelope. It's in Miles' glass onion at the top of the entire um, island in the mansion. And she gets it. This is all the evidence she needs. That she can just destroy him. But what does she do? Preston, I'll let you take it from here. All right. So, first of all, <laughs> he stands like five feet away from the guy, like nowhere near him. She pulls up the letter to like flaunt it in his face because I guess she was feeling cocky, which was really <laughs> dumb. But let, let's just let it say, okay, like whatever. Maybe she was feeling a little cocky. So, that's fine. She was so far away from him. He pulls out a lighter out of his pocket. And lights the letter that's five feet away with his lighter. <laughs> so he teleported, or she teleported, and he lit that shit on fire, and it, and it instantly disintegrated. There was some it wasn't teleportation. Like, it wasn't like a 30-second burn. It was like instant. No reaction time from her either by the time. And yeah, Oh, yeah, that's another thing. If we, I mean, the only thing we can assume is that he teleported, in which case there's no reaction time. But if we assume that he had to take some time to get there, she has she has grandma reaction time. Like, <laughs> and she didn't like blow on it. She didn't try to wave it away. She was like, "Oh, it's burning." Well, even like I said, it disintegrated. It's, it it's only burn. the most. It's only the most important thing. And I'm just gonna. No, he definitely teleported. <laughs> yeah. I know he was literally standing like, so far away from her. Yeah, like. Sure, she shouldn't have flaunted it, but it, like, who cares? You know, like, it's not like the evidence is gonna get burned. And yeah, from like, I mean, you'd think so if you're standing that far away from someone, but I guess you just never know. Yeah, you never know how. Well, you know, he has some fancy uh, lighters. He, it might, it might travel he did have a really fancy far. In his defense, he did have a fancy. Lighter. He he did. And on that note of like the letter being the most important thing, so he got it, and he didn't just get rid of it immediately by burning it or like putting it in the ocean. He just kept, <laughs> oh, yeah. they, um. I think they brought that up briefly or something. They were like, "Why didn't you do that?" And I don't know what happened with that. I think the answer that's... is he's dumb. I'm like, okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's so true, bro. Yeah, he had all these all this time to like get rid of it and. That when he does, yeah. Do we talk about um a little bit more cheese before we get to awards the 
Dave Batista character obviously was the first real character to die. It appears as if he he um he choked on his drink and you're kind of just like, wait, what happened? And then you realize he the cup that he was drinking from said miles on it. So the initial thought is, oh my God, everybody's thinking it was initially meant for miles, but and then it's like, wait a minute. Who was the one who mentioned that? It was Miles. And then they do some cheese where they do some rewinding where it appears as if at first Miles just put his drink down and Dave Bautista took it. But then like in the second rewind, he just clearly like puts it in his hand. Yeah, but actually even that was silly to me. I was like, wait, he so Miles puts down his drink and then Bautista just picks it up like (laughs) he he definitely knew that he just put it down because he knew he knew where his drink was. So I thought I, that was a little weird too. I think yeah. it wasn't. Oh, do you want to say something, Bob? No, just like just how ridiculous that is. Just like there's so many little, not little that actually add up. Just like errors that they could have like easily just resolved or like didn't have like it. That just seems sloppy. Like a lot of a lot of the ways in which like the plot unfolded. I, mean, I do think that having the characters kind of re-remember is a thing that can happen because you kind of just latch onto the first information yeah. you get, especially in a situation like that where someone really goes to you died. You're not exactly thinking who picked up a water cup. And then if you can be re-reminded in a similar way, like a hypnotist kind of does, but differently, you can re-recall what actually happened. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it really sucked that Benoit had to be like, had to pad for time though because you're you're always hoping like right in the beginning of the movie when he distra- he basically breaks the whole uh weekend story whatever in like five seconds oh that was ridiculous that was awesome because i wanted him to solve it instantly and i yeah. wanted him to be like really cool and when he does it all quick and concise and gives like the perfect explanation you're like that's what i want from this character but then he just has to stall for time and the most important part of the movie where he's revealing everything he's taking like five years to explain everything and you're like <laughs> We know you can do better. But I agree. And it's also convenient that the his audience, they're morons. So they wouldn't, <laughs> they obviously wouldn't understand. Wait, if he was so quick on the first one, why is he doing Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Oh, that was great, man. Shall we get to awards? Sure. Let's okay. Go for so it. The first one, it's, it's the biggie. Who was the MVP of the movie? Uh, you go first. Um, I feel like it I feel like it had to be um Helen for sure. Like him I mean her or uh or Daniel Craig's person. Uh but I, I feel like my favorite character was Daniel Craig. But I think Helen but I think it was cool because at first you just you just think like why is everyone so scared of her? Like what's going on every time Everyone's having a good old time, and she walks in the room, and everyone's like, oh, hey! <laughs> you know, like, that was kind of strange. But then you realize that there was, like, history, and she was able to to really solve this whole thing. But also, she got her, her evidence burned. But, like, besides that, she was great. <laughs> <laughs> Tough look on the way to her MVP, for sure. I'll, yeah. um, yeah, on that note, I'll go with, um... Blanc, I think he was very funny. Like, he had a lot of laughs, and he carried the movie in terms of detective work. 
I mean, like, when the lights went off, everyone was like, don't leave. He was basically carrying everyone through it. Um, One thing that I kind of noticed, there was only one on-screen death, which for a murder mystery, um, I mean, I guess there was only one last time, but it just, I don't know, the death didn't seem impactful. If that made sense. Well, also people, it felt more like more people's lives were in danger in the first than in the second. Yes. Mm. This one, I'm like, well, are they actually going to die? Because that may have been an accident and they just wanted to kill Miles, even though it was him. Preston, who was your MVP? Yeah, Benoit Blanc is definitely the best character. Yeah. He just carried. Yeah, he carried like he carried in every single way in his personality, in the humor, uh, in in the detective work, in keeping me engaged. Um, <laughs> all of that. I like I like how the beginning they show him in and it's perfect. You don't need some entire massive backstory of his character and all that. Like that would have honestly probably been boring i think it's just cool to see him in action because that's what you care about and that's when he's in his element but seeing him in the bathtub he's boys with kareem abdul jabbar playing among us that was funny yeah and then once he gets on the island he just he's in his he's in his element and he just cooks so he's my mvp of the movie for sure um can we get a little six man who was a character that initially they didn't really have as much screen time as Benoit or um, Miles or even Janelle Monae's character but you found yourself either laughing at them or thinking they were intriguing Roy let's start with you I will say Kate Hudson's character Birdie she was pretty funny and oblivious and she kind of like they said it four times she just stayed her mind and um, Bond was saying like well that's kind of either bravery or stupidity and it's in your case stupidity <laughs> and then her PR assistant was like, no, you keep, you, we can't do this. We can't keep recovering for this. And she had some really funny lines that just kind of, she had one line that wasn't that funny, but the crowd was going crazy. Shout out the crowd. They were live. We had a good crowd. Uh-huh. But um, good crowd. it was her for me. I guess I'll go. I, I thought um, that was a great one, Roy, just to name someone different for it. I thought Whiskey from Madison Klein. She was just really funny. She was barely in it much and one thing i did notice is when she was in it she was great on screen she was delivering her lines perfectly but when she would be in the background of shots she would just always be doing something really funny like the way she would either brush her hair up or drink or just look oblivious like she really just nailed that character um and i thought she was she was just really well done in the small amount of screen time she had it's a good answer yeah so okay for me, my MVP, honestly, like both of those characters, like I was thinking, like my first thought was like whiskey, and then I was thinking, and and then I was thinking of Bert, uh, Birdie as well. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like for six man, give a little light to like another character. Um, I feel like, I feel like the um. The uh, who was who was that guy with who like knew or like who was the scientist? Um, that guy, the scientist, the scientist, yeah. like, like Lionel. Yeah, that guy. Oh, okay. I didn't really yeah, think of him as a scientist. I thought he was. A that scientist. was his role. Yeah, he was like lead scientist. At yeah, the, he was uh, a scientist. Okay. That's my bad. And I, I, I don't know. I just liked like his demeanor i thought his personality was cool like 
the way and he he seemed like actually smart besides like yeah. he was like the only smart character i feel like besides like daniel craig and i guess maybe uh, i guess i guess helen uh, as well but like out of the minor like the other like characters he was actually smart and he knew what he was doing i felt like and he he was like one of the more important per- people in the com- uh, at the company Mm-hmm. I just felt like he he knew it was wrong, but yet he still wanted to support his friend. So he had like a little bit of complexity in that way. So I don't know. He was cool. You yeah, know. he was clearly smart, smarter than his role. And he was just, you know, collecting them checks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish he had a little bit more to do. For sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd Impressive. say for me, my actual answer is birdie but my fake answer is the bum <laughs> yes yes I don't know, he was just kind of clutch in a few cases like he gave me a laugh and uh you know he was chilling with benoit so you know. so we have a fun fact on the bum apparently according um, to of course fun fact on the bum. so he previously i don't know if it was the character or the actor but the the actor previously appeared in last knives out as like some trooper so either oh, he was barely in it and it was just like the same actor was recast in a different role or it was some kind of um, Easter egg that he was in this one. So I found that was kind of funny. That is interesting, definitely. Should we move on to, we could do our favorite scene, our funniest moment, or our toughest look. Ooh, okay. I feel like toughest look, Preston definitely covered with the... We already covered that. We covered that, <laughs> I okay. I don't think you can beat that. Um, Funniest scene? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, it was not like a one long scene. It felt like. Yeah, I don't think there's any funny scenes. I mean, there's funny moments. I, I have something. Go for it. I think this whole like ridiculous notion of like, like we got you, and but now we don't have evidence. And she was all Helen was all like, okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna break everything now and destroy the house for no reason. Funny though. Well, the reason. I I was funny for I didn't I didn't get the reason, number one, so I thought it was fucking hilarious. How she was like, ah, and then and then and then oh, you know it was really annoying and also funny how like Birdie just like would scream out of nowhere like ex- exact pitch and exact you know like for like no reason. Um, I don't know. I just thought the whole thing, like, she just started destroying everything. Like, this, like, went on for, like, 45 minutes of her just, like, breaking things. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, literally, what is the point? What's going on? And I just, like, was laughing because of just how absurd that whole scene was. And, like, I just thought it was really bad. And also, just the whole movie was hilarious because (laughs) even if it wasn't, this is honestly more of a rant, um, but like, go. Uh, I feel like just even the every all the actors except for like Daniel Craig and Helen, uh, were really bad. So <laughs> go bad, Beezers. Oh my god, they're like Elaborate. so cheesy, bro. Like in every scene, they're they're overacting. They're just screaming the whole time, and like I've just like, bro, what? Like, this is, you're supposed to be a professional actor, and you're just, like, you're, like, 
like the whole movie, bro. Like, dog, it's just, just, it's just bad. It's just in that way. I mean, I'm not saying the whole movie was bad. I'm just, I just, I don't know. I just went on a rant, and I just think it's funny. Wow, that's a hot take. I like it. I guess from my perspective, the funniest scene in the movie was probably when um, Blanc like actually solved the original mystery and he just yeah, kind of left everyone, funny. he left everyone dumbfounded and it was amusing. Oh, I have a scene. I have a scene when he yeah. actually put the hot sauce on her. That was pretty funny. That was oh, funny. Oh, it That's like fantastic. went up her nose and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was put funny. it in his eyes. That was funny too. <laughs> he definitely didn't either. No one would have inspected if he was crying or not. I know. <laughs> yeah. So unnecessary. <laughs> he went the tasty. All right. Let's speaking of Blanc. I'm forgetting the exact moment, but it's when um. He's going through his head. I think it was when it was Miles um, the suspect and Blanc's just going through his head. He's like, wait, no, it can't be. No. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm talking about, man. Like, you're like... there, there was also one moment where, and I think we all agree Birdie's was actually very funny, but she said one line that I don't think any of us thought was very noteworthy and the entire audience just burst out in laughter. Yeah. I remember that. I don't remember. I, the line, I don't remember that. Definitely, it's it happened though. I forget what it was. I feel like it's been a very like forgettable it, line. It was so forgettable. It's like a rainbow. search, search, Preston, search up line. Birdie says that's not funny, but everyone finds funny. <laughs> yeah, it'll um, work. No, I I think she probably said something that like only like let's just say older folks understand or something like I don't know like. I'll hear like Brooke or somebody at like a family gathering say something like, and then like Mr. Scrooger said, Aah! and then I said, <laughs> no, but it's like, like what's that? And it's like from a show or something that like we've never seen or like a reference we never knew, and like people probably just thought it was funny and we just didn't get it. You know? What was your guy's favorite scene? Hmm. Let me think about that. I mean, or, I kind of already gave mine, I guess. With the... Like, the initial reveal set. Right. Oh, just, yeah. Cool. Um, I have a quick question. During, like, kind of my favorite scene, which was, like, when you thought there was a real, real mystery going on with, like, oh, it... It was Miles Glass all along. They kept like zooming in on the Mona Lisa with the loud noise. What was that about? <laughs> that was really dumb. Um, so many Mona Lisa cuts. It was a little excessive. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. I think it was like every time someone moved or went on their phone, like the I Mona think maybe Lisa. you were referring to when like the guy's phone would go off because of the Google News updates, and every time it goes off, it would trigger the Mona Lisa thing. Yeah. Oh, was... what was the Mona Lisa then? The, the guy was explaining early on that it has like this shield on it where like it gets enabled or disabled by something as small as a, you know, a phone. Oh. Very sensitive. Okay, it was, like, that's funny what it was. Because it was building all this suspense and just for nothing. I know. It was really for nothing. <laughs> I would say to answer your favorite scene question, I thought it was great tension when the lights go out, everyone's freaking out, and then people are running around and almost hide and seek. And then um, <laughs> Andy's character is runs and meets up with Benoit. This is right before the hot sauce part. 
and then there it's just like all the tension and the suspense and the music going crazy and she's about to talk to him and it feels very sudden and then she gets shot and it's like wow someone just died and now she died that that was probably the peak of it that Uh and that's when i thought there's like a real murder with the glove and through the window and it looks so calculated yeah and then it wasn't and it's just like okay so there's all this well he tried (laughs) yeah he tried but like i'm talking about from a writing perspective yeah set up all this stuff and they couldn't kill her off they just couldn't do it they couldn't do it to, to be honest, though, like, okay, I I thought like she was dead at first, but then, but then, like, as it went on, I was like, uh, I don't know, if she's dead. Like, I, my brain like went to like to a place of, like, uh, it's I just like forty like... minutes on the flashback, as you were saying. Well, for me, it yeah. was like, I mean, the fact that uh, Blanc was crying, I was like, why is he crying? He doesn't ever cry. Like, what the heck? <laughs> that was, he did it to trick the audience. Dude, they were all so far away from him, and it was at night. I know I've said this, but there was literally <laughs> zero need for him to the hot sauce at all. Absolutely, <laughs> bro. Great, man. Um, should we do? Uh, what was the question? There was one more we wanted to get to, right? I said your favorite scene. Oh, but I kind of did that. We, we did, did toughest that. look. Definitely. funniest moment i think we covered it boys do we should we get in any last thoughts i think it'd be nice to have a quick concise less than 50 minute review makes it more appealing to listen to yeah, yeah. honestly um how about just final takeaways final takeaways should i i'll just go, go for it um as as cheesy as a lot of it was for me and like just like a lot of it didn't make sense to me um and i felt like a lot of the plot just crumbled and have any purpose whatsoever i liked it it was entertaining i didn't know what was going on but it was entertaining and it's always fun being with you guys and i thought there were really good parts at the first half it was it was funny um, I liked most of the characters, and yeah, all around, it was a cheesy, fun film. That That's my end take. Said. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Um, the first half was pretty good, pretty enjoyable. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the characters are definitely weaker than the um, Knives Out, mm-hmm. and so you kind of miss out there, but it's different, so... You know, it kind of depends on if you're looking for dumb fun or if you're looking for an interesting, um, what are these, murder mystery movies. Uh, so if you haven't seen the first one, then don't even bother seeing this one, to be honest. Just watch that one. <laughs> yeah. And if you have, then yeah, go ahead, watch this one. You know, it has the best character in it. So, yeah. That was pretty great. I'll say... It's obviously fun just being with you guys, our families, Alan Smithy, playing oh, for Smash sure. Bros before, and just the overall experience and vibe. But So that obviously adds to the movie experience, but the actual movie itself, I thought they are going to bat like 100 going into that um, when she got shot, and then yeah. they started peeling back layers to before. I'm like, okay, now they're getting really in-depth. And they spent a long time doing this. Like, okay, this better have some big payoff. <laughs> and with, like, a really smart murderer, because I feel like 
the murderer is supposed to challenge the detective and kind of make better. That's what makes for good contrast between quote-unquote hero or protagonist and antagonist. And that never really happened. We just kind of got a clown villain who didn't even know he was a villain and just (laughs) copied the detective's joke of an idea and took it seriously. And that's the only reason he didn't, like, solve it immediately because he's like, no way, this is too dumb. (laughs) He didn't get it. People used to cook there, and I'll admit, I I said pretty much – I think it was right after um, Andy's character got shot when it was just like, damn, stuff is happening right now. This is fun. I'm just yeah. like, yo, Roy, this is a banger. And I think overall it was absolutely, like you guys said, such a fun, enjoyable movie. And it was cool seeing Miles Braun like, be the villain. But yeah, maybe looking back on it, there was that that one extra big, like, wow, that kind of was missing. And I think, you know, that that's okay. It can still be a fun movie that had great twists and turns and fun characters at least but um just definitely did have that glass onion sized hole missing (laughs) (laughs) why don't you wrap us up here well thank you guys so much for watching thanks guys for being on the podcast um hope you had a great thanksgiving we love you guys bye peace peace bye